In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Everything is received according to the mode of the receiver. I love this saying. This is a saying by St. Thomas Aquinas, who was a Dominican in the 13th century, the, maybe the great theologian in the whole Catholic Church, the history of the Church. Everything is received according to the mode of the receiver. What this means, St. Thomas, what he means by it is the disposition, the inclination of the heart, the way the heart is shaped, the way the mind is open, the way the person is humble and open enough to receive something, that is the way they're going to receive it. That means that my makeup, the way I view the world, the way I view reality, the way I view myself and God, my openness to the things that would come to me is what determines how I'm going to receive whatever comes to me. That means there's reality outside of me and then there's everything going on in my heart and in my interior life. And things don't just come at me and overcome me. I have to play a part. I have to play a part in this process. Everything is received according to the mode of the receiver. So if I'm open to things, my mode is openness. And therefore, I can receive a lot because I'm open. But if I'm closed, my mode is closedness. And therefore, everything is going to come to me, but it's just going to bounce right off of me. I'm not really going to receive anything. In the Gospel reading today, brothers and sisters, Jesus gives us a parable, and I think it has everything to do with that saying. The parable, as we read, is about a sower. The so he, Jesus, you know, he doesn't do this all the time, but in this case, he interprets his own parable, which is nice for the priest who's going to give a homily. The sower is God, Christ. He's the one that's just going around and he's throwing seeds around. And the way he describes it, I kind of really like the way he describes it. He just goes out and he throw, he's throwing the seed everywhere. This is telling us about who God is, who Christ is. He just throws it everywhere. He wants everybody to receive the word of God. Even though he's throwing it on paths and among thorns and among rocky ground and among all these places where seeds would not normally grow up, cannot grow up, yet he's throwing them there. What does that mean about our God? He wants everybody in. He wants everybody to receive the word of God. That's a great thing. That's a great sign from God. God is pro-everybody. So he throws the seed around everywhere. Now, the job of the sower is not only his job. The ground also has to work with him. Depending on the disposition or the mode of the ground, that will determine whether or not this thing is, the, the seed is going to grow into a plant or into a tree. So it gives us four different types of soils, four different types of ground. Along the path, well, it doesn't, you know, it springs up kind of uh, really quickly and then it just gets snatched away by the birds. Jesus interprets this later when he interprets it. This is the, the path is the soul that does, or the heart, that does not understand the word and therefore the devil, who he's kind of assimilating with the birds here, the devil comes in like a bird. You can't even see him. He just comes towards it. He comes and he snatches it away. It's gone. 
So what does that mean for us? Well, first of all, God gives everybody the word of God. He gives everybody his word. He wants everybody to come in. But one of the things that we have to do is do our best to understand the word of God. One of the modes that we have to have in our heart, in our mind, is openness to understanding what is it that God has said to me and is saying to me in my daily life, in scripture, in the teachings of the church. I have to go out of my way to try to understand these things. Okay, so that's the first one, the path. And then he says, okay, so then there's seeds thrown on rocky ground. And on the rocky ground, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. He hears the word and he gets really happy about it. It springs up really quickly. But what happens? Because it's sown among rocky ground, it doesn't have any root in itself. When in the parable he says the sun comes up and it scorches the seed. And in the, in the interpretation, he says, because it has no root in itself, it endures for a while. When tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, it withers away. So he's associating the heat of the sun with persecution or tribulation, difficulty in walking with God. Because it has no depth of soil, it springs up really quickly, but then the heat of the sun, which is, the, which is interpreted as difficulties in the faith, it comes and it scorches it, it withers it away. What does that mean? The sun is going to come up no matter what. The heat is going to radiate no matter what, whether we like it or not. How can we protect ourselves from the heat of the sun? How can we protect ourselves from tribulation? You know what we can't do? We can't build a gigantic dome and just cover the sun for all of eternity. We can't do that. We can't just protect ourselves and lock, us, or lock ourselves up in our own hearts so that we don't face any difficulties or any suffering in this life. It's impossible, it's not gonna happen. The sun comes up every single morning. Difficulties are going to come up every single day, period. That's life. There's nothing that we can do about that. God is not going to stop the sun from coming up, and I'm sorry to say it, but that's just not gonna happen. Neither is God going to stop difficulties from arising in our, in our, in our lives. That's just not gonna happen. What do we do about it? Do we wither away? No, we need depth of soil. We need depth of heart. We need to not be shallow. Shallowness in this case would be something like, he's defining shallowness of soul, emptiness of heart as somebody that is not able to endure suffering, somebody that's not able to handle pain. That's shallowness and emptiness. That's what Jesus defines it as in this parable. This is the second path. As for what was sown among thorns, this is he who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the delight in riches choke the word. So this is in the parable, it's thorns. It's sown among thorns and the thorns come and they grow and they just kind of overcome uh, the seed. They just choke the seed from, from growing up, from getting bigger. What Jesus interprets it as is the cares of the world, riches and cares of the world. And I like his imagery because he speaks of choking. And that's exactly what the world does. When we care too much about the world, about riches, about money, about 
social status, about what people think, and our reputation about these kinds of things, careers, and so on. None of these things are bad in themselves. Thorns are not bad in themselves. They're not. But when they grow too much, when they're too overcoming, when they surround us too frequently, then they end up choking us. When we surround ourselves with the things of the world constantly, and we're clouding our minds, constantly thinking about what people think, or how I'm going to make more money, or what about, what about my career, and I'm anxious about my future, and all these things. When I'm clouding my mind and my heart with these things, it's going to choke me. And anybody that's, had, that's gone through any form of anxiety or deep kind of stress knows exactly what I'm talking about. It is a choking feeling. It is a strangling feeling, for sure. And so I love Jesus' imagery here. And then Jesus ends it and he says, As for what was sown on good soil, this is he who hears the word and understands it. It bears fruit, in some cases a hundredfold, and another sixty, and another thirty. So what does it mean to have good soil? What does it mean to have a good soul? A good mode by which we can receive the word of God. Everything is received according to the mode of the receiver. What does it mean that we, have, that we dispose ourselves well to the reception of the word of God? What does it mean when Jesus says, good soil? We can start by saying it's to do the opposite of what the other three, of what the three grounds that the seed is planted on, doing the opposite of those things. Fighting the devil by, by understanding scripture. This is exactly what Jesus does. If you remember from the temptations of Jesus and the Sunday reading during uh, Dinha, Epiphany, in the temptation narrative, I'm sorry, no, that's Lent. In the temptation narrative, the devil tempts Jesus over and over and over again, and Jesus is constantly fighting the devil back, only, he's only answering him with the Word of God. So the first thing that we can do is understand the Word of God. Read Scripture, understand the teachings of Christ, understanding the teachings of the Church, attending Bible studies, reading the Bible daily, doing these kinds of things, really understanding our faith. And I'll tell you what, Statistics show, and many have been done, the reason why Catholicism is plummeting in the United States and in Europe today, plummeting, is because people don't understand the faith. They don't know why they go to church. They don't know why they receive Qurbana. They don't even know what it is. 56% of Catholics don't even know that the Eucharist is the body of Christ. 56% of Catholics in the United States, that is a deep lack of catechesis and teaching of the church. They don't understand it, the devil comes in and, and snatches them away. That's the first thing to avoid. The devil's snatching us away because we, don't la because we lack understanding of the faith. On, on another one, avoiding being shallow in our hearts, avoiding being empty in our hearts. Really being able to endure pain because it's going to come, the sun is going to rise, whether we like it or not. Either we adjust to the heat of the sun, either we adjust to the pains of the world and the suffering that is absolutely inevitable, either we adjust to that or we, or we fail, we succumb to it. It's one or the other. We're never going to escape it. We can't build a dome around ourselves. And then, not caring too much about worldly things, not being too anxious of mind, not caring too much about tomorrow, allowing God to deal with tomorrow, tomorrow. 
and doing what God wants us to do today, today. Not being anxious about worldly things, about money, about careers, about school, about family, about all these things, about what people think. Really looking to God and looking at Him and paying attention to Him. All these things are negations. These are the things what not to do. What do we do then? What is good soil? Everything is received according to the mode of the receiver. The more open we are, brothers and sisters, the more we're going to receive. And that means prayer. That means absolute openness to God. That means lending our ear over to God, listening to what He says in our hearts and in our minds, in our consciences. Listening to God through deep prayer, through silence. Listening to Him, seeing what He wants, and then accomplishing it, doing the will of God. Spending time in silence and in prayer. This is what makes for good soil. And it is a slow process and it is a very patient process. Just like agriculture, it is a very slow and patient process. But the fruits, we, we receive the fruits when we do it the right way. Brothers and sisters, God can do everything for us, but He can't accomplish everything for us. Everything is received according to the mode of the receiver. God gives, but we must, we must configure our hearts to receive what He wants to give to us. Because He's not going to force feed us. We have to be open of heart. We have to be silent at times. We have to be prayerful. We have to be vigilant. We have to be watchful. This, this, is, this is what is incumbent on us. This is our duty. To make ourselves in such a way that God can be free to work in us and do His will in us and accomplish all the things that He wants to do in us. Amen.